three, two, Prepare one. For lights. Punch it, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Holocron Hoopla. Hoopla! The unofficial podcast of a galaxy far, 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 far. I think that's enough. Far away! We're back again this week to talk about Ahsoka Part 7, Dreams and Madness. The penultimate episode, of course we gotta get that in there. You know it's the penultimate episode. Next week will be the ultimate episode. We can't wait to get there. Yeah, but for sir. now, we're here to talk about all the events leading up to the finale in this fantastic episode. But of course, I'm not going to do that alone. I can't discuss this wonderful show all by myself. I got to bring in the wonderful members of the Hoopla Croopla. Joining me, as always, is the lore master of the Holocron Hoopla podcast, Andy Smith. Thanks, Jamie. Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things, DC, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and I just watched Return of the King the other day, and Star Wars. Uh, that was a great episode. What'd you guys think? Hey, when he walked on screen, I said, 3PO? 3PO! 3PO! <laughs> our favorite. A cameo from one of our very own. Of course, joining us again on this podcast, everybody's favorite droid and lawyer, which was fun to learn that he has a new law degree here on the podcast, <laughs> Christopher 3 Pio Esquire. Yes, I was in the episode. How fun was that? Got a little cameo Oop-da. appearance. Best droid around. Well-respected, except by... Uh, Senator Ziono. Z- yeah, yeah, that guy. So... Major bummer there, but uh, Chris Pio here, ready to discuss the episode. Um, eh, it was an episode. We'll Ooh. get into it. Wow. Spicy takes. Uh, even before we introduce the fourth member of the Hoopla Croopla, hopefully he brings a little bit more positivity. We got, we got C-3PO in his very own episode being sad at the beginning of the episode, but that's fine, because here to bring the joy is... Oh, shit. Last week, I guess you were one of the little noties, so this week you got to be something different. This week, he is a mysterious power hinted at by so many characters throughout this season. A mysterious (laughs) power that that has taught Ezra everything he needs to know is Jake Laxer. I am the Bendu. Oh, are you the (laughs) Bendu? (laughs) Is Jake the Bendu? That is Uh, incredible. Yeah. Um, hey, Jake Laxer here, lover of all things TV and movies. Um, yes, I agree, Christopher. This was an episode, and I was disappointed. Oh, let's whoa. go on with that, and we'll skedaddle right along. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I guess we got some party poopers here on the Hoopla Podcast. Vibes are low, apparently. Um, but thank you all for tuning. Anyway, hopefully. All the audience out there enjoyed the episode more than these party poopers did. Uh, but we'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, as we always do. Uh, you can stay up to date with everything we have going on in the world of Hoopla by following us on social medias. We got all sorts of exciting TV shows and movies coming out soon. So, Chris, where should people follow us? 
we don't have the movies coming out, but hopefully the studios do now that the writer's strike is over. Yes, there has been an agreement. Pay your actors and writers uh, more to come for the video game industry. But besides all that, if you want to keep up with the Hoopla as we discuss those new things coming out in the future, you can follow us at Hoopla Podcast on X, Instagram, and TikTok. Definitely follow us over on the TikTok. We've got some behind-the-scenes clips, maybe little uh, excerpts from the show. Give us your thoughts online. Connect with us. Engage at Hoopla Podcast. Definitely want to hear from you as we go into the ultimate episode, Ooh, the finale the of ultimate Ahsoka. episode. Hoopla. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to support the show, you can, of course, leave us a review, a rating, uh, hit us with those five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to and leave a comment. Tell us what you think about these Ahsoka episodes. Do you like them? Do you hate them? What do you think? Another way to support the show is to check out all of our sweet merch. Andy, where can they do that? Hey, go take a look at hooplapodcastnetwork.square.site. Get that Hoopla Podcast official tee. Yes, it sir. It is a blue shirt in honor of our blue villain, the best blue villain you've ever seen. Have you seen a blue villain before? Yes. Anyone here? Okay. Avatar Man. 2. There's one oh. blue villain. Okay. That's one. That's pretty good. All right. Megabind. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, Blue's Clues. Uh, almost. And- anyway, go take a look at hoopballpodcastnetwork.square.site and get your blue t-shirt. Yes, uh, go do that. And... Now, it is time to dive in to all the wonderful things that happen in this episode of Ahsoka, the seventh and penultimate episode, Dreams and Madness. We'll be back right after this quick break. Do, I can't think of do, any do, 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 blue villains. Do, do, <laughs> Did you say you can't think do, of any do, do, good do, I think I just messed up the Ahsoka theme. <laughs> And we're back. I couldn't think of any blue villains. I, I can't. I don't know a single blue villain, and you guys did I mean, great there. That, I that mean, was... I, think, I think Thanos is a blue villain. No, he's purple. He's, well, he's definitely sad. purple. He's very sad. Uh, he's definitely blue <laughs> and <laughs> towards the end there. Well, no, he was really happy at the end. What are you talking about? Well, he, he had found he peace. He won. He found peace. I don't think he was necessarily happy. It was just a, a deed that had to be done in his mind. It was a responsibility. Oh, the guy from Kim Possible. Oh, wait. Blue. Kang. Oh. Also, Kang is blue. Kang, Kang is Kang also the Conqueror. Kind of purple. Yeah, he's blue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just, we've already forgot about the, the, the major villain of the... Dr. Oh, Manhattan, arguably oh, a villain. okay, okay. I don't, think, I don't think he's a villain. Uh, like, uh, I mean... I mean can you really be villainous if you know uh, Mr. Ice, the Arnold Schwarzenegger himself? Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. I'm sure there was a rogue Smurf at one point. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rogue One. Rogue Smurf. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. We made it. Blue Smurf villain. Oh, my. So in this episode, we catch up again with Sabine and Ezra reunited. 
they did have a conversation <laughs> off camera. They did. The entire uh, conversation I was, I was, was for off this camera. One. And then they recapped. So thank you. I want apologies <laughs> from each and every one of the Hoopla podcast members. Well, I will not apologize because they did not have the important conversation off exactly. camera. They yes. had the boring hey, conversations off hey, camera. I said they will have that conversation <laughs> off camera. I didn't specify which conversation. All right. You win. <laughs> I was thinking of you, Jake. You were accurate. You. you were you were thinking, Thank oh, what's you. all going to happen after off the screen? Jake, if we ever have a conversation where, you know, that information would be, you know, potential impending doom for both of us, you know, I don't really want to talk about it. Like, <laughs> hey, uh, it's it's a long story. We'll talk about it later. Exactly. See? And I just Dude. felt like a pork roasted over a fire in that last episode. But now I'm coming back and everyone's appreciating, <laughs> you know, where I'm at. So here we are. Oh, but let me don't get this along. twisted. I don't appreciate that it happened <laughs> off screen. I mean, and again, if we think about it, you know, they did have the emphasis of what that conversation was supposed to produce right. between these two characters. So that did happen. We get, we did see that bit of awkwardness where he's prying for information. He keeps trying to say, so what's the plan? We going home and she doesn't have a plan. How'd you get here? He's like, he's so happy wanting to go home. He's like, I'm <laughs> yeah, so excited to go home. <laughs> And then wow. she never says Nine anything. years was yeah. just about my limit. I think if I had to go another day, I <laughs> And so, so we do see some of that, that overflow conversation, but you're absolutely right. A lot of it did happen off screen. That was a little strange. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sabine oh. had time to rest. Uh, it was just enough time for Ahsoka and the whales to finish their journey. So, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of plot lining up here. You know, when I force, uh, force, shadowed that or force predicted that um <laughs> i i really wasn't paying attention when when i was saying what i was saying but i'm i'm amazed it came true i'm amazed that it came this is special mystery force of the universe coming to you live all of jake's hot takes are always just random things that fall out of his mouth and sometimes they're correct when the listeners hear golden gripe coming from Jake, they just know oh, it's just man. it's just vomit at the mouth. Just, <laughs> it's no, just today's the, the only thing today's he golden gripe is so golden. This oh, is man. like smog, smog golden. Like this right. is this is some wild shit. Well, like, don't spoil it, it because listeners, oh, you gotta stick it. around for a little bit before we get to the golden gripe episode or part of this episode. <laughs> Because we had a lot of other stuff happen, so we'll just do a, a quick little recap of things. Of course, we had the conversation with Ezra, Sabine, Ahsoka, and Hu Yang show up. They get attacked, and we get some new insight into Thrawn. Um, at least the newer viewers of Star Wars get to learn a little bit more about Thrawn and his uh, tactitional... That's not a word. Yes. His, his uh, impressive tactical. skills as a tactician... And how he's kind of leading Ahsoka exactly where he wants her to end up um, with little to no regard for the safety of his own men. He just wants to get off of this galaxy and go back home. And Jamie, I would actually, could I jump in here? Yeah. I would disagree with that slightly. He is one of the only Imperials that actually cares about his men in terms of resources. 
other we've seen Darth Vader do it in the original trilogy. We've seen all these different admirals just throw men, TIE fighters, bombers into a situation where they get wiped out, destroyers, and he pulls them back. And he says, we don't need to waste resources to the dismay of Morgan Elsbeth, which I think is going to be a really interesting, you know, maybe con. I don't know if conflict because she can't stand up to Thrawn, but something is going to happen with her in the next episode. But I think it's so interesting that he is kind of he's playing the cards. He talks about time as the as the main, you know, card against Ahsoka, not necessarily let's throw everything at them because he just knows how to move the chess pieces. Hmm. Yeah, Andrew, I I think you're right to an extent. Uh, Jamie, your point is good, but Andrew, when you talk about reserving resources and caring about soldiers, he does that in the most, uh, the previous episode as well. He pulls, you know, he says, send two squadrons, and Morgan Elspeth goes, uh, you know, why aren't we sending more? Just take care of this now. And he says, eh, two squadrons will be plenty. Our, Our numbers have dwindled since you know everything happened so he clearly does care and you know it's part tactical part i think he's just that good of a leader and that's why people follow him like a cult um here's my question is that more of a perspective of sentiment or is it more of a perspective of strategy that's what i'm saying because this guy is a military you know he's a military genius he's a military mastermind and he's not gonna you know utilize unnecessary resources he's going to save everything that he can to execute the best possible vision and that's thrown to a t mm-hmm. i mean you can't spell thrown without t <laughs> that's true <laughs> capital t even. yeah i don't think i mean he he throws a limited number of his men at them but i don't think he cares about their safety he's he's like hey if these guys go out and they just kind of waste some time and they all die our plan is still going to succeed. If he wanted to kill the Sabine and um, Ezra, if he wanted to just go and kill them, he could send his whole force and they could overpower them, kill them all. Um, Right. And that would probably result in fewer stormtroopers dying if he sent all of them to team up at the same time. But he's like, Mm. I don't care. Let's just distract them for a little bit while we keep some stormtroopers back here. We, and he's like, they're just pawns. They're just pawns for him. And I really like how we got to see, we even saw like a, a hologram chessboard of the yes, battlefield yeah. when he was mm. talking with Morgan Elsbeth. Um, it was really cool to see Thrawn's uh, tactical style. It was, he's a very interesting bad guy now. I, you know, last week note. I said he wasn't that interesting, but this week I found him much more intriguing. I feel like from like Game of Thrones and some of our other fantasy properties, we've gotten used to this. Oh, the leaders are at the 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 board, the the military board right in front of them, like on Dragonstone or in the mm-hmm. uh, in the keep. Uh, but this is a space version of that, right? It's such mm-hmm. an interesting sci-fi look to uh, that we I I don't really recall us seeing that in, in this way and in, in other properties really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's right in line. With, with a live he, play-by-play he, of what's going on in the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the they are moving one step. It's almost it is yeah. almost like a board game. You're you're moving your pieces. Um, and then the uh, Captain Enoch is is forming out of no, you know, right next to the board and looking over. It's such a cool sci-fi moment. Um, and you know, Thrawn's not he he can fight. 
So I, I don't know if we're going to see him fight. He can do so, but his power is this, this, this strategy and being able to display that to viewers that haven't seen him before, very important. And I think they did that to a T. Yeah, it looked really good. Uh, to bring in another Star Wars property here, I am currently playing through uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to the, to the previous Fallen Order game. Uh, this is not a, a story spoiler, but in that realm, I have a feeling... Have you guys made it to the hollow deck mini game where you can send units against each other and you have to fight the opponent? I'm I have not. a feeling Disney is somehow going to whip up an app real quick that you can all nice. download for free on your phone and play <laughs> Thrawn's, uh, Thrawn's, Thrawn's game. Thrawn's it's nice. Pawns. Yeah. Thrawn's there we pawns. go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love Thrawn's that. Pawns. Uh, it's similar. You can play in the game. You can choose, you know, a, a level six unit to go up against two level threes and all that jazz. But now that we've seen this, I have a feeling they're going to try and market this into a mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I can't wait to get those obnoxious mobile game advertisements for Thrawn's Pawns. <laughs> <laughs> Call us, Disney. Hey, yeah. Advertise on the pod. Jamie, you know what I loved was when he changes his strategy on the fly and you can almost see in his red eyes just calculating what's happening where he learns that Anakin Skywalker is Ahsoka's master and he changes what they're doing immediately on the battlefield. And just an interesting moment where, you know, he knows about Anakin. He knows Anakin became Darth Vader. Uh, he's one of the only ones to know that, um, cause he was high up and high enough into the, into the empire, but that the fact that he learns that information and changes his strategy on the fly. And then later on he says, oh, it's like the Jedi of old. And he just talks about what's happening, uh, on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And then he changes his strategy. He pulls all of his men back. Just, we haven't really seen this in the star Wars. So it's really fun to see a different type of villain. Yeah, it was cool. It's kind of like Littlefinger with yeah. Yeah. these mm. schemes and plans and uh, able to change his mind about things to right. potentially get the greatest outcome, but uh, hopefully he dies next episode. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah. We did get to see a, a pretty fun little fight scene when he did send those two gunships to go take out Ezra and Sabine mm. and all the Noti mm. and their little caravan as. Ezra said no thank you to his lightsaber and no yeah, thank you to a blaster and just that. was just force Good. pushing people all over the place. <laughs> I, I, that was actually one of my highlights of the episode was seeing Ezra, you know, on the battlefield here because he, we haven't seen really his character live action yet. And he's just fun. Like Ezra just kind of makes the circumstance for what it is and adapts and improvises. And he's just a, just such an entertaining character to watch. And I, I think that he did a great job um, uh, portraying. Yeah, I think he did a great job portraying Ezra, especially in this scene. There was a lot more chemistry this episode, too. And I, I know we talked about chemistry with that 30 seconds that we got between Sabine and Ezra the last episode, but it just felt a lot more natural. Jamie, you were you were thinking that the chemistry wasn't so good. Did you agree that it's better this episode? Yeah, I thought the chemistry was a lot better this episode. I think they still had kind of like that awkward, we haven't seen each other in nine years kind of friendship mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. I think the actors worked much better together this week than they did last week for that short 30-second clip. 
And I, I really liked every conversation we had between Ezra and Sabine. And I like them on the battlefield together. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan. I approve. They, their warrior like style works really well together. I love how they banter as they're about to fight uh, a dark Jedi or whatever mm-hmm. Shin, Shin is, right? Um, you know, the one thing I really appreciate about Imanis Im- Fondi and also like just the portrayal, not the, just the portrayal, but the um, how, you know, the set designers created the surroundings and how he's interacting with the Nodi. Mm-hmm. Like Ezra is uh, so, I, I, I saw this online, nat- someone said naturalistic in terms yeah. of he he loves animals. He loves other creatures. He goes and talks to those that aren't like him. And of it in Imanis Fondi played that so well with the Nodi. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like he's been with these creatures for the past eight years. Like there's one moment where he pushes one back into the window and it says, close the window. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just talking and having fun with them. That's exactly what uh, Ezra would have done in the animated series. And it's just, it's a delight. He's so fun to watch on camera. Andy, I completely agree. And I want to ask you in response. So we get him kind of getting them into a battle formation or at least a defense mm-hmm. formation. Mm-hmm. Whoopa, whoopa. <laughs> that was great. Do you think, <laughs> do you think, knowing what you just said about Ezra, do you think they had, uh, the Noti had any sort of defensive strategies at all? Or were they just nomadic people that, that Ezra introduced these battle strategies for survival. I mean, I feel well. So they did say that they gave him one of the pods, which is really cute. Yeah, like they took him in as their own. You can get in one of the pods. Uh, I mean, I think he's just been their protector for all this time. But you did see Ezra loves using what? What is it called? The um, uh, oh, huh? It's the weapon. The slingshot. Backs, the slingshot. It's like oh. a, Ezra. Ezra uses a slingshot throughout his time in the animated series before he really starts using the the lightsaber more and more. And then the Nodi has a little slingshot, and it's not mm-hmm. that effective, but it's just cute, right? It it's just adorable. another. It and then he just pops out and just dink right off the helmet. Little <laughs> <laughs> Easter egg. He he and that yeah, they make a little defensive perimeter, and he you know, saves them. He force pushes everyone around. And that gets to the point where we have like a net, like for you on the next Jedi survivor game, Chris, there is going to be a stance. No, no lightsaber, no saber, no, no, a blaster. (laughs) It is just a, the whole drunken Kung Fu. Yeah. Like drunken master, uh, using force abilities. And that was just perfect. Cause of course this is what he is now. He hasn't had a weapon in nine years, and he's learned <laughs> mm-hmm. with the Nodi to survive. And, I, and who knows how great his force powers really are now. Like, I'm really excited to see what we learn from him. Yeah, there seems to be some extra little spice going on in the force in this galaxy, yeah. which brings us to our last group of characters from this episode, our favorite bad guys from this season. Balin Skull and Shin Hadi. Balin's got some sort of plan. He's he's been he's kind of leading, leading towards yeah. this the whole season. He's been called to this galaxy by some unknown force, and now he tells his apprentice to get lost. I was very surprised that he just 
said to Shin, go join your place in the Empire. I got other stuff going on. That doesn't seem very like master apprentice to me like they had been all season. Well, maybe she was just an asset to get to what he truly was trying to achieve, right? So now that he's at this planet and he's, you know, so close to this eminence that keeps calling to him, then... Ooh, yeah, Ooh. I like that. Yeah, but I but like I'm it's not very master apprenticey. We thought he's been like True. mentoring her this whole season, and now he's just like, all right, bye. He says, you know, you have admiration for for power, and that's not what I'm I'm doing here. So go take your place in the coming empire. I agree. I mean, I was very surprised about that. I really thought that Shin and and Balin would actually team up against Thrawn or something similar to that. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely changed the dynamic for the last episode of the mm-hmm. series or of the season. I think they're going to get back together. No, mm. will they, won't think, they? Well, not, well, hopefully not that. I mean, a bit of an age difference there. Kind of a, DiCapri- <laughs> kind of a DiCaprio situation. Uh, Talk about hottie I, I for just, teacher, am I right? You think she's over 25? I think, I think, first of all, this is not really the place to put this in the podcast, but I think there's going to be a season two. Ooh, I don't know if it's written yet. Meta theory. I don't know. There, there needs to be. Yeah, because... Uh, there just there wasn't enough this episode to really set up a finale that I want to see. And so I think while the finale is going to pack a punch uh, and, and, you know, really bring this season to a close, I think there just has to be a season two. Um, not that it's a pacing issue, and I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk about it. What I think is that in the finale, we're going to see Balin. We're going to see Shin. Shin's running away right now from, you know, from the battle. The Empire just ran away from her. So she's running away. She has nothing. She's kind of lost, and she literally lost the battle. I think she's going to go find Balin, and Balin is on this hunt for himself. He's looking for this eminence, as Jake so aptly put it. But I think Shin is going to catch up with him and say, look, I really don't have anything else to do. My quest is now yours. So he's, you think Shin's not going to go back to Thrawn and instead, because they evaded, like the, the stormtroopers or the night troopers, they they left, they dipped out. And right. so she's going to not know what to do, but she can't be with Ahsoka. Like, so she's going to go find Bailey. Yeah, they put the end to that real quick. She was like, surrender, give me your weapon. Yeah. She's like, no. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can help you. And then she's like, I know. absolutely not. Absolutely So not. yeah, my theory is in season two, we kind of get a Balin, uh, well, on uh, the Ray Stevenson passing does put a bit of a, a, a hamper on that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just have a feeling that their story is not done in this particular episode, and, and we'll see what happens in season two. But I do think there's going to be a season two, and I don't think that's the end of them being Master and Apprentice. Chris, I hope you're right, and I hope it leads to something along the lines of, you know, Balin follows his pursuits, and in his journey, he ends up, you know, being the result of his own death. Mm, uh, and, mm. you know, and uh, uh, Haiti, Hati, I still don't know her name. Shin, Shin, <laughs> ha- Shin Hati. Shin Hati, uh, at the end of the season, sees him trying to, you know, reach his achievements is incapable of doing so and she just picks up right where he leaves off that's yes. where i'm hoping this, this that'd be great kind of what you were speaking to before 
Um, if it goes in another direction, I do kind of see it kind of being a waste of both of those characters. Hot take. I agree. Hot take. Yeah, no, I, I, that's um, only luke lukewarm to medium luke, warm yeah i, I kind I of think, agree i think most would tepid take tepid take <laughs> i think yeah no, i mean just a take just a take that's just yeah. a normal take because they are they're yeah. very interesting characters balen skull we've been saying it all season fantastic villain really interesting character can't wait to see where he goes chris i i don't know if there's going to be a season two they definitely have made it seem like there's not going to be a season two but i agree with mm. you that the story will or at least should continue if it's not ahsoka season two all of these like star wars shows are connected and maybe we get a new spin-off show um where balen skull comes back in or he shows up in the mandalorian season what are we on now 12 and <laughs> i do think that this story the should continue skull. but i one of the reasons i think that there won't be a season two of ahsoka is because I think Ahsoka's story might end next week. Whoa. Mm. In, in, That's a big theory. I, end in terms of she's completed her mission, not end in terms of her life is over. Don't say Correct. it, Jamie. Uh, Correct. I, don't. Uh, hey, uh, I'm not going to make a theory that she's going to die, but I will say that I think her story that is trying to be told through this season Okay. will come to a conclusion, whether yeah. she's victorious at the end of next week's episode or whether she dies at the end of next week's episode. I think the story that they're telling for Ahsoka will be completed after this. Mm -hmm. And maybe we get some tangent stories in future seasons of other Star Wars shows, but sure. it's nice to kind of just have a, a simple story that's opened, closed within eight episodes, and it's been great so far. I'm really loving Ahsoka's journey that we've had now that she's ahsoka the white and she's all happy smiling mm -hmm. all over the place just total oh, that rosario laughing outburst when she hugged ezra oh that when she just, looked over nice. and like arm on the the around the head and looking over at sabine like that was that's a frame like that's just wonderful mm -hmm. jake with the one i I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, how many great points have we lost to Jake being uh, not hey, remembering? What we've he was lost a whole too episode. many, too many. But okay, so I've been kind of given us, you know, plot points. We've kind of spelled out the whole episode of almost everything that happens, not in super detail. But I was trying to pry from Chris and Jake here what they didn't like about this episode, and so far I haven't heard anything negative. Yeah, so I wanted I, you to just keep going, but now that you've reached this point, well, wait, hold I, on. Can I sneak? <laughs> can I sneak in here? Yeah, let's yeah, go, go on. Take the minor gripe yeah. before yeah. the Jake, golden. Sounds like gripe. you're about to drop oh. a bomb. Oh, I, 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 I have mean, a minor gripe too. But Chris, go first, please. I don't have many gripes. I I think you maybe misconstrued and and kind of this is why I wanted to sneak in. Don't group me in with Jake here. Jake, I'm excited <laughs> I'm to hear what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. No, no, no. I, I did not dislike the episode at all. I, I liked the episode. Okay. I just think, well, by comparison, this was one of the most boring episodes. Now, my rating at the end, you're going to get it. still going to be good. But it's just nothing. There was really just nothing to this episode except some cool battle scenes, some continuation of the story. They're just they're saving it for the end. Cool battle really scenes and continuation anything. of the story is the definition of a Star Wars show. <laughs> I, I, this is going to be the worst rated episode. <laughs> this is my theory. 
And it's still not going to be a failing grade. I mean, people online are not going to say, oh, this episode sucks balls. This <laughs> they sucks better not Bantha Bantha balls. I've seen some rate this their highest rated episode, which is really is, Let's hear what Jake has to say. Maybe he'll balance it. I out. honestly don't disagree absolutely, with some of the- Absolutely not. Um, this is going to... So my, here's my first little, little gripe. Uh, <laughs> so referring back to last episode... One thing that I was upset about was the proximity issue with Sabine trying to find Ezra. One of my exceptions to that policy or that circumstance was the fact that they were slowed down by these marauders or these raiders that were in the local area. We see them fighting along Balin's skull and Hati in this episode. That was crazy to me. Why was that crazy? That was absolutely crazy. Because that means it would have been even easier for them to try and find this happy little whimsical population. So my, you know, I I could have been understanding that they were ever ever more so thwarted by the other enemies that could have been out there. But there's only one little set of good guys. Like maybe Ezra would be there. I, I don't know. Anyhow, that's my little gripe. My golden gripe for this episode I was significantly let down watching Thrawn in this episode. And let me speak Whoa, to that. Let okay. me speak to that. All right. You better. Speak to that. I just, I better for the casual, the I, as a casual Star Wars fan, for the casual Star Wars fan who has not seen Thrawn before, Jim, you brought up a lot of great points. Yes, we did see some, uh, we did see some aspects of him being a mastermind with the chessboard and the hologram and, you know, keeping your friends close but your enemies closer with the anakin and the vader reference and he's you know utilizing certain resources here and there but thrawn throughout rebels is constantly getting win and there wasn't a single win that he had in this episode and for me to like wait the entire season to see this formidable opponent who's supposed to be the overarching villain for the show constantly get beat with the whales then get beat in the asteroid field then get beat on the the battlefield then get beat i mean i was how do you get beat by i the was whales? disappointed andy is about to explode no, no, i dog. i because every time our heroes escaped in everything that he tried to throw at them in this episode and he's he's too good of a tactician too good of a strategist he for doesn't them to... have anything to throw at them that's kind of the point he's running on fumes he can't collect wins Mm. Okay. He, the yeah. only win for him right now so, is to get off of this rotting galaxy. And in that, that's, he is winning. That's fine. Correct. That's fine. But no, like, if they could have captured someone by the end of this episode, but all the heroes are currently free. But he doesn't want to capture anybody. He just wants to leave. And he's succeeding. He literally <laughs> evaded. So, Jake, one thing about Rebels, right? right? He lost continually. Lost. Lost. Purposefully lost. Lost, lost. So then he could find a larger rebel cell to destroy all the rebel cells because that's what Thrawn does. He's like the he's seven steps ahead type of guy. He sure he the per, the space whales they're gone because that by the way that was a heck of a scene with all the mines. That I was dope. That, that was that was cool. That was yeah, pretty yeah. dope. That was pretty dope. And then you know he I I thought it was played perfectly for what he does and i you know could they have been a little bit more bomb you know you know boisterous with it maybe yep. one of them drags sabine by the leg. that would have been good 
But that honestly, been good. I think this, like, to me, I felt like this was a good setup for whatever is going to happen in that final episode. Now that they're together, it's them versus Thrawn. So I, so, I, I really enjoyed so, all the Thrawn moments. To that point, I think perhaps then this would have been a more effective play if it was drawn over another episode. To Chris's point earlier in the season, he should have been introduced in episode five. I've been speaking it from the <laughs> rooftops, baby. <laughs> yeah, but, I yeah, go for it. Guys. I agree with you, Jake. I, I think your point, your strongest point in that rant of nonsense was the fact that, that he did that he did collect some wins and was very meticulous about it, like Angie said. He did collect some wins and they were gruesome and very destructive wins. And we just haven't seen that yet. So I am encouraging you to wait until the finale to really pour your heart out into your rating of this particular episode. Because while I do agree that, you know, it was just a little slow, Thrawn didn't really do anything, mm-hmm. I think that's the point. I think Andy's right. He's playing the long game. He has one objective right now. And while he could overrun some of these heroes and, and certainly just destroy them, it doesn't mean anything to him. Now, we know how Star Wars works. The right. heroes are going to find the way back. They're going to find a way to beat the bad guy. And maybe we'll get shocked. And maybe a hero you know, doesn't have enough plot armor to make it through the finale. We'll see. Maybe there is a significant death like Jamie might predict. But who knows? All I'm saying is, give it till the, give it till the season's end and come back to this episode because it's not my highest rated episode. But I think you are just uh, off the deep end, buddy. <laughs> I, <laughs> the I golden really, gripe. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that in this next episode there is a big victory that shows how formidable formidable he is. That yes. then is the climax to what the expectations were: building, building, building him. Now, to earlier your point, Jamie, like there's a movie coming out called Heir to the Empire. Mm. And the Heir of the Empire in the books is literally Thrawn. So if you're gonna make a movie on this character, then you have to he has to get a win here to be able to put it, you know, get get everyone ready. But I don't know how that works in terms of Ahsoka season two or whatever that may be. But I, I'm interested to see what Dave Filoni does here. He loves hope, though. Dave Filoni is going to put an ending scene that just gets your heart fluttering because that's just what he does. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah, Andy, uh, that's, that's actually what I was going to say earlier. I think season two is going to be heir to the Empire uh, for this show. I admit, perhaps maybe you can speak more to that. You kind of already did, but I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I think this is going to set up Dave's cinematic hollywood masterpiece um the culmination yeah yeah he's strategizing as much as theron is right now star wars avengers i (laughs) want to talk about how cool it was that ahsoka was practicing her lightsaber forms with master anakin skywalker very cool that was interesting uh that was was my highlight of the episode actually i completely agree and then how she used those forms or at least the form fighting styles later against Balin. Mm. And then, you know, in her first matchup with Balin, again, Star Wars rhymes. We talk about how she lost, for sure. And she was fighting with anger. You know, Balin got in her head. And now she's Ahsoka the yeah. White. Her head is clear. She has she's been practicing her forms. She doesn't have to beat him. She just has to get away. She knows that. And so it all works out that way. 
it just it's great poetry. It's just awesome writing. It's just great, great, great stuff. And what I love is you can go back and watch the Tales of the uh, is it Tales of the Jedi or is it Rebels that that exact holog- uh, hologram plays for the audience in animation. Good hey, question. Hayden Christensen oh. re- does the exact same hologram walking around the room as if he's talking to Ahsoka. I, that was just awesome. This is like, what a redemption for Hayden Christensen. Yeah, good, Again. good for Hayden Christensen. Yep. And I did say Hayden Christensen would be back in this episode, but I thought as dark magic, that did not happen. <laughs> Maybe. And Maybe I, next episode. And I did say that they're all actually zombies. They're not zombies, I don't think. So maybe I'm wrong on a few of these guys. Yeah, but, I was going to say, um, if we thought that the stormtroopers were dark magic or zombies, we didn't get any confirmation of that. And a lot of them did get killed by our friends yeah. Sabine and Ezra. So <laughs> unless there's some uh, grave failing in writing, as we saw previously in Secret Invasion, where I'm right. thinking specifically of the scene where they attacked the president in Russia with just a whole <laughs> army of scrolls who all died and then didn't turn into scrolls because the writers forgot to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that that's not the case here, where if these uh, stormtroopers are actually dark magic like Merrick was, mm-hmm. we would have seen their death the same way that Merrick died. So it doesn't seem mm-hmm. that they are dark magic but i i was looking for that i was looking to see what the deal is and we still have a lot of questions about what's going on with these witches the, mm-hmm. the witches oh actually the uh, real quick i just wanted to mention my favorite like just visual i think a transition we love the transitions on hoopla podcast network mm-hmm, certainly do when sabine is forced like connecting mm. with or well oh, ahsoka cool. is force connecting with sabine first of all that's a beautiful moment also a Agreed. call back to empire strikes back with leia making Agreed. that connection but then it focuses on ahsoka and at that same moment she makes a connection then it immediately changes to the witch who then makes the connection on where she is and just the like kind of here's the two about ba- we have ahsoka the white and we have this dark uh, force user, this uh, leader of the witches. Just that was such a cool visual. Uh, what a kind of transition there. Agreed. Right there with you. What do you guys think about the witches and what their motives are? Are they they're trying to get out, and they're loading up well, those caskets onto well, onto uh, onto the ship? What are those? I mean, Jim kind of brought up something that was kind of speaking to me. I like that the fact that we don't know anything about these the witches or at least mm-hmm. I mean on a deeper level I guess if you're if you're a nerd like us <laughs> I guess you do but on on the surface level I like that it, they're remaining mysterious. I like that there's mm-hmm. a lot to be learned and sort of a lot left to the void to sort of figure out for yourself at this time. Um because they could totally explore that at a, at another show or another season when Ezra premieres and then when Sabine premieres and then when Harris <laughs> premieres like it's going to be perfect they have so much time for it so leave it you know leave it uh open ended and we'll see how it goes yeah the adventures of Shin Hadi and Balin Skull season 1 <laughs> what did we think about the Harris scenes in this episode she had a butt dude it was sick <laughs> Chris, I thought that was awesome. Like, I, I like that they opened with it. 
they then did the the title card and then they went into the storyline. I thought that was perfect. They first of all, opening up and seeing like Coruscant, Coruscant's beautiful. Yeah, they've really cool. they've perfected the look of Coruscant in this new age, right? Where where we can actually mm. show it in its full glory. Mm-hmm. Um, but then having, you know, Senator Diziono, who is the senator of Hosnian Prime, that in a few movies in a movie from now, <laughs> that doesn't work pretty well for him. Spoilers, spoilers. He does survive. Spoiler. Star Wars Resistance is another animated show that he's can relate or connected to one of the characters. But wah, this guy wah. is evil. There's no is he just a politician, which I guess could be evil, or is he a first order politician? That has maybe some ties. Ooh, what do you guys think? Theory music. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. I, I do wonder. I don't have a theory on him specifically, but I do wonder when we're going to get our first first order name drop. Mm. Because we're in that time period. I mean, this is where the first sure. order is going to have to start forming. So right. if we're going to have more shows and more movies and more video games, and uh, which I'm loving, by the way, all of it, yeah. give me more. Eventually, we're gonna the run name out of the first drop. Order. The name drop will be huge. Yeah, yeah. I I think that would be good if they actually threw that in the last episode of this uh, this show. Um, if they really added a significant tie, even if they tied in some degree of Mando too, why not? I mean, if we're connecting the whole thing, why well, why not go? Tenfold? I thought that was huge. Oh, Chris, Chris has a theory. Chris, Chris has a theory. Let's hear it. What if this might speed up the timeline a little bit? What if Thrawn makes it back at the end of the finale to the galaxy? He looks back on his remaining soldiers and then the Night Sisters resurrect all of the things, all of the bodies that were in the coffins. And Thrawn stands amongst him, amongst his small, small first order. That first first order. The The first legion. Of of these of the remnant imperialists, the first order. Whoa. You know what? That, that's very interesting. That's classic Dave Filoni fixing bad movies. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Disney might as well have just said, "Here, Filoni, you can do your show. Just help retcon this sequel trilogy, please." <laughs> yeah, that is actually very nice. I just came to my head thanks yeah, to you guys. Brilliant. That's what you get when you listen to the Hoopla podcast. I love your theory, and that goes along with my expectations for this finale, the ultimate episode of Ahsoka. I think Thrawn's going to win. And this goes with what Jake was golden griping about, that Thrawn Mm -hmm. keeps losing, even though I disagree with his golden gripe. I don't think Thrawn's been losing. Um, I think that Thrawn's going to win. I think he's going to be... We needed a little win. A little win. We got the little win. It's time, baby. Okay. Okay. Give me something more His cinematic are than just He did this time. in every episode in, the, in, in Rebels. More cinematic than a loading bar on a data pad? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank He's you. at 83%. Chris understands. 83 Pio, the lawyer. Hey, we love loading bars in Star Wars, okay? 70%, 80%. Yeah. We're almost We've already there, seen baby. one in Ahsoka. We don't love loading bars. We love loading caskets in Star Hell Wars. And yes. we love opening <laughs> caskets Whoa. in the ultimate and episode, that's baby. And he's only sending a few of his soldiers <laughs> at a time because he needs hands to be moving these caskets. Because time is the enemy, Jake. Mm. And he needs more men on the ship so that they can leave faster. And who cares what the 
what Sabine's up to. No, she doesn't matter. She's nothing. So anyway, I'm I'm reverse golden griping. Um, I think I think Thrawn's gonna win. <laughs> I think that's gonna set up future seasons of Star Wars television shows and or movies. But I don't think that the Ahsoka is going to lose. I think Ahsoka, mm. or at least she's not going to personally take it as a loss. I think her new Zen Ahsoka the White mental state is she is going to accept the defeat with grace and I don't know. Okay, I've I've lost it. I I give up because I don't fucking know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I I agree. Hey, Jamie. I no. I agree. <laughs> no, I you're right. I, you're it right. Would, it would be great to see a, a a win from the villain that they're setting up for a movie in the future, but at the same time, give hope that th- we ha- we now have a Jedi character that is better and more at peace than any Jedi character that we've really known in Star Wars history. At this point, like, she's gone. She's finally at peace after the Jedi Order fell, right? And she's kind of like what... A a new hope? She's kind of like... I don't know. Like, I'm going to start getting philosophical here, y'all. I just feel like Get philosophical. Get meta. It's time for that. She's the Jedi that we've been waiting for to watch in these movies because she's been through everything in the wars in the past, but she now is at peace with herself and her master and, and, and the Jedi order. And now we can just see her go off and. And she knows how to recover from the defeat that she's about to get. I remembered where I was going with my theory. There you go. Thrawn wins the battle, makes it to the other galaxy. Ahsoka and Ezra team up. They are both going for what Balin's looking for, which is, as we've discussed, a means to control the world between the worlds. I'm the Vindu. And yes. Ahsoka and Ezra will enter the world between worlds as a way to transfer themselves to the original galaxy to continue the war. I oh. love it. Hmm. I love it. I have a question. Hmm. I have two answers. I'm the Bendu. Let's. I, I have one answer. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm asking this question in the review of our seventh episode instead of waiting for the finale. I'm sorry, what episode? Is I'm sorry. This is the pen ultimate episode. Thank you. Mm. Yes. And we are yes. waiting on the ultimate episode. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm questioning Ahsoka's motives. What was her goal when she, in the first episode, the very first shot, why was she seeking that orb? on this random planet because she eventually takes the orb to Sabine. Sabine is the only one that can help her open it. And the objective was never really to find Ezra. It was to stop Thrawn. Sure. But that's been the objective for nine years and nothing about Thrawn has happened. Did Ahsoka catch wind that someone else was looking for the orb? Does anyone remember? She had just captured Morgan Elsbeth. And Morgan Elsbeth has been right. trying to find Thrawn, has been being spoken to by, by the witches from across the galaxy. So that's maybe right. that prompted her to, to stop any, you know, the Imperial Remnant, who is looking for him. Like, we, we've seen True. some of them. Maybe that's the reason why. Yeah. Okay, okay. And yeah. then I was going to ask, why would she 
ask Sabine to solve the puzzle instead of just destroying the orb, but I guess she needed to confirm that this orb was what they were actually looking for. True. And then destroy it, but mm, then okay. the rest of the season happened. Good question. I just have a feeling, you know, that we've kind of lost sight of what Ahsoka's goal really is. Mm. Uh, it's, it's been more of an inward journey for her. Uh, so in the finale, in the ultimate episode thank you we might see you know the end of her story in this particular season which may be a confrontation with morgan uh it may be you know ahsoka v thrawn like i know we'd all kind of like to see that but maybe she fights some night sisters who knows i I really don't know but her goal has definitely grown from just you know reconnaissance and intel yeah that's a great point chris what if she goes into the world between worlds she helps ezra get back into the world between worlds. Balin Skull's probably there also. She sends them to go fight the fight against Thrawn in the main galaxy. And Ahsoka, she's chilling. She's like, there's nothing more I can do. I'm going to go retire. I'm going to pop through one of these time portals and just go retire 500 years in the past. <laughs> that would be Ooh, the time at, of the high republic that was true that would truly be the worst ending to this <laughs> thank you for saying it andy imaginable. thank you for saying it i didn't want to say it i didn't want to be just imagine ahsoka uh, sitting on a beach sipping out of a coconut just relaxing She's sitting on scarif just like 300 years blue ago. coconuts <laughs> blue that's, coconuts that's where blue milk comes from dude get it you knew that uh, actually i have no idea yeah uh, okay, so we're not going to see the world between worlds in this last episode. Just confir- confirming that for you on behalf wow. of you. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to touch that. I think that was a very specific moment for mm-hmm. Sabine to be able to meet, see her old master. Um, I don't think we're going to see world between worlds for a while. So, what is Balin looking for? I patently disagree. Okay, well, I, I, I think. I, I'm actually with Andy on this. I think okay. they should, that, that, that they should probably leave that alone and let it be as is, unless they want to revisit it later. I think if they went to go visit it again, it's like opening up way too much of way too many possibilities for them to bring it to a close. That's that's kind of the way I see. I it. Yeah, it's like, like the multiverse again- in Marvel has fucked up the whole MCU. Yeah, they're not. They're, <laughs> not, they're, they're definitely not touching <laughs> exactly. time travel. I truly think this is an enti- an entity an eminence you said eminence mm. jake there's mm. going to be nice someone nice balin is going to meet in this next episode but i think it might be at the very end of the episode just to tease whatever the larger villain is because yeah thrawn's a big villain he's a genius but he's not a force level villain so I think that's right. what they're gonna they're gonna touch on. But Thrawn will force the agenda. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good foreshadowing. Well, <laughs> oh, he said it. He said it. Jamie, I, I, uh, last thing I wanted to talk about in this episode, we didn't touch on the three the the droids much. We saw we saw uh, Chopper, we saw C three PO, and we saw <laughs> yep. Yang. And I just thought that that was a great way to bring in General Leia, not General Leia at this point. uh, Senator um, Organa. Senator Senator Organa. I just, 
you right now, you know, we're not wanting to just have another actor. We don't really want to do the AI thing. I get it. I think C3PO was the perfect way to yes. nod at, at Senator Leia, who is one of the most politically powerful people in the galaxy at this point. So it makes sense that she would be included in this conversation and how she's a rebel at heart right along with, uh, you know, Hera, which gives Hera a lot of credence, like to viewers that didn't know her, like she's on the level with Leia Organa, which I think is yeah. really cool to, to tell the mm. audience. And you get to see one of your favorite characters. Also, Chopper got mad when, uh, Ziono and, uh, talk shit you know and that yes. was just one called him a mere yes, droid i love seeing chopper object it that was, was hilarious yeah it was that was very chopper-esque andy I'm, I'm glad you brought the droids up because i have a bit of an announcement oh i think attributed a lot to the vo- vocal performance of one david tennant I think Hu Yang might be my favorite no droid. No way. Yeah. He is pretty oh, great. Uh, wow. At, at, at yeah, least like favorite speaking droid. I, I, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I think Hu Yang is just... Oh he has gosh. a great connection with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. We learn more about them when they're uh, in the whale at the beginning of the episode. And then he's also pretty handy. We saw him in a fight earlier. He's flying around, distracting these ships. And he's still making light comments when he sees mm-hmm. the battle going on. He goes, oh, it looks like they're all together again. I hope I live long enough to see, see them. See the <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that is just he's so beautiful. Got, yeah. beautiful. Uh, yeah. You know, it, you've got all the slapstick humor with, you know, the main droids, R2-D2 and C-3PO. That's all funny and great ctpo great character i just think hu yang is the great combination of like droid matter of factism history and knowledge that we also get bits of and then comedic relief obviously mm-hmm. it's just working so well for me top that off with david Tennant. i just think he's my new favorite droid i'll support respect. that i love him i respect he's it. great so uh chris when they announced that hu yang is in star wars acolyte in the High Republic oh. TV series, how excited will oh. he be? Like that would be oh, a cool wow. connection. Wow. That, that could be a really cool connection because he's there. He's teaching. Only if he lives long enough. The no way. That's amazing. Love that. Can't wait. We got a lot of wonderful things going on in the future of Star Wars. What are you guys looking forward to the most from the ultimate episode of Ahsoka? As we get to the end of this episode, we'll give our classic hoopla ratings. Jake? Oh, what I'm looking forward to the most is Thrawn doing something. <laughs> I am greatly <laughs> looking forward to that, because that would be my golden gripe of this episode, uh, in case you guys didn't hear what it was earlier. But anyhow, uh, if I had to give a rating to this episode, actually there were a few good things throughout, and I did enjoy seeing all of our characters reunite and seeing chopper object to 3po's cameo or not to his cameo but the objection to my golden gripe of this episode is jake (laughs) (laughs) not knowing how to talk anyhow all that to say i think this has set the ultimate episode up extremely well for something to unfold and for that i'm going to give this episode a 56 out of 66 hoopla oh my god let's go Oopa. It's only docked 10 points, and you had that much to say about it? He loves Star Wars. Wow. Look at this guy. I do love Star Wars. He loves Wars. it. Now, again, 
I'm also rating this based off of a casual fan viewing this show. I have to give multiple perspectives and can't just use my own. Speaking of multiple perspectives. Oh, are you mocking me? Chris, I was slightly doing it. How would you rate this episode as yourself and also as a casual fan, Chris Pio? I was just going to give this episode a solid 50. Again, I didn't think there was really anything bad I am watching the episode on the side, as I do for most Hoopla recordings, and I did just watch the absolutely atrocious visual effect of Ahsoka jumping <laughs> out of the moving T6 Jedi yeah, yeah. I uh, saw that ship. Too. That was possibly the worst visual effect I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry if this, if this particular audio makes it back to the VFX artist for motion blur in terms of action scenes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you were out sick that day. I hope you're well. I hope wealth and health for your family. But that was possibly the worst visual effect in all of Star Wars. Jake, you have something to say in the middle of my rating. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they spent all the budget on Shadow Warrior. That was all on episode five. Back to you, Chris. <laughs> Fair. No, that's fine. And that episode was absolutely fantastic. So I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, aside from just, you know, a little bit of boringness, I just was never really gripped by anything during this episode. Uh, it was just solid. It was Thank it you. was okay. I mean, yep. uh, why am I getting faces? Because this, you're this wrong. Was a boring I episode. agree. Your opinions are you're, wrong. You're getting happy faces for Th- me. There was a cool lightsaber fight. And Thank it was you. Great writing to see Ahsoka have this story arc where she gets a rematch with Balin. That's that's all well and good. But I, you know, we've been getting so many huge hits with these episodes. I, again, I have to say it. I've given a perfect rating on on episode four. This is something where it's just waiting for the for the ultimate episode. We're waiting on the finale, and that's okay. Just a solid 50 out of 66. Mm. All right. I'll take it. You know I'll what, take Chris, it. Just like Balin and Eminence calls to me, 46 out of 66. That, that I feels made you right. drop your rating. <laughs> that feels you right. Just, oh my <laughs> God. I, that's not, that's this not feels even right. You can't, you can't do that. Wow. Right. You that heard that it looks, here that first. That sounds like folks. a secret invasion type of. Uh, oh my God. Uh, to you, Andy, you seem heated. What did you give this episode? <laughs> so Jake has given it a 46 out of 66. Let's go over to Andy to see if we can get a a good rating for this episode. Uh, this was a spectacular... I don't know what you guys are talking about. This was a spectacular Star Wars episode, and I'm going to give it a 59 out of 66. This was nice. with the opening in Coruscant to have the, the, the Mon Mothma and the politics just as the backdrop. This connects into Andor, and then you go right into this uh, beautiful... A starship battle with the mines that like what what is better than a star wars asteroid sequence i loved that like it, it was that incredible was then with you know with thrawn i think he is like setting the groundwork to just a, an incredible uh, ultimate episode and then my favorite part is seeing ezra in live action exactly like i I couldn't think of a better portrayal for Ezra in this episode. Ezra was always the character that we said, oh, he's so annoying. He's never going to. He's a kid. (laughs) We get it. But immediately my wife said, oh, I love Ezra now. She hated Ezra as the animated character because he's so (laughs) likable with the, the creatures. And I'm excited for the last episode. Let's go. 59 out of 66. Hoopla. Andy, what are you most looking Hoopla. forward to? Because I forgot to say that as well. But you go first. 
most looking forward to. I mean, I, I think it has to be the the way that Thrawn tries to beat these band of heroes. He's going to yeah. do something inventive mm-hmm. and it's going to be interesting because he's it's not just going to be a lightsaber duel. It, it's different with him. So that would be like. Definitely my, my most exciting uh, or the thing I'm most excited for uh, next episode. Let me get this straight just so we're all clear. Um, you are excited for Thrawn to do something, Andy. Is that yes. <laughs> but you That's think great. that is a negative thing. <laughs> yes. And Andy thinks it's a positive thing. Yes. He's, he's won already. It's all there about are two time. sides to the force. It's all about time. Hoopla. I actually, you know what? I'm throwing it back. I do think they're going to use some dark magic in some really uh, interesting ways. By the way, why did they not use the green magic? They use those little Good balls. I want, to see, yeah. I want to see some classic oh. Night Sister magic. Maybe paralyze someone. Maybe make. Some deals, some deals with the devil. Ooh. What do you think, Chris? Andy, I'm glad you set me up like that. I know we're a little out of order here, but what I'm most looking forward to in the ultimate episode is the Cal Kestis Cameron no, Monaghan right. cameo. He oh, exists in wow. this universe. He's from the Star Wars video games, and he will be in this episode. I, oh my I promise God. it. I would lose my mind, Chris. Chris, in <laughs> fact, next episode, 66 out of 66 for me, if that, if that happens. <laughs> well, what if Thrawn doesn't do anything? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I, he doesn't do anything anyway. Sister stuff. Uh, you know, the, the main goal of 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 Cal is is secure and, and safety for the galaxy. I think he's gonna have a part to play. Hey, Chris, oh my god! Hey, really quick, back up that theory. The temple that Thrawn is headquartered in, Zepho glyphs all up and down that yes! temple. The planet which, from the first game, which. There you go. Jamie, what do you think? You re- you ready? I agree with you guys. I don't know what the hoopla you're talking about, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I didn't think there was anything bad about this episode. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I'm going to give it a 61 out of 66. Let's go. Hoopla. Not quite my favorite episode of the season, but it's right up there. It's it's top two, top three episodes of the season so far. Just everything about it, I thoroughly enjoyed. And I cannot wait for the ultimate episode next week. The thing I am most yes. looking forward to is figuring out what the hoopla Balin's skull has planned. Because that twist of him saying adios to his apprentice... It's got me shook a little bit, if I'm being honest with you. And I got to see what his plan is. We will all find that out together next week. So thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Hoopla Podcast. We'll be back next week for the ultimate episode of Ahsoka, where Thrawn does something and Ahsoka does something else and Balin does yet another thing. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, because like I said at the beginning of this episode, there's all sorts of... Sorry, follow us on X and Instagram, whatever. There's a lot of shows coming out, a lot of movies coming out. So we'll be covering all of it. Too many episodes. So follow us there and tune in next week as we conclude season one of Ahsoka. Now, as we end every single episode of the Hoopla podcast, it is time for the moment of highest Hoopla, the quote of the episode. What do you got for us this week, Andy? 
You know what I'm going to say. As Anakin Skywalker said, <laughs> I won't always be there to look out for you. If we get separated or something happens, you need to be able to make it on your own. Don't be afraid. Just remember what I taught you and trust your instincts. I know you can do this, Ahsoka. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I love that, that wow. line. That hits you right in the feels. Mm. Wow. I know you God, can do this. Tupla was going to be, the force is my ally. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. And his eyes got all crazy. And then I saw it match up with an animated picture of, of, of Ezra doing something annoying. And I was like, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Uh, I thought your highest Tupla was going to be Whoopa Whoopa. Whoopa Whoopa. Whoopa. Hell yeah, boys. Get back in there. Whoopa Whoopla.